Welcome to You Matter Most Podcast. My name is Jake Goodman. And my name is Zachary Daranowski. We are both medical students from across the world. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I live down under in Sydney, Australia. We met on Instagram and we vibed instantly. We share the same mission to destigmatize and normalize mental health. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing individuals who are shattering the stigma of mental health and pushing the culture in the right direction with vulnerability, relatability, and empowerment. We are stoked to introduce a renowned Australian social media influencer, someone who spreads positivity, creating change, and driven to spreading smiles, Jasmine. It is an absolute honor to announce our guest today, Jasmine, or better known on TikTok to her 2.5 million followers and growing as Jasmine TXO. Jasmine has a passion for creating positive, uplifting content and sharing it with the world. She creates dance, comedy, and vlog-style content and is known for her slogan, spreading smiles. The number one message she wants to take away from her content is the importance of smiling, loving yourself, and just being the best version of you. In a world where people can often be so quick to tear each other down, she wants to spread the message and importance of picking each other up and supporting one another. Jasmine wants to show people that no matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like, you can truly achieve anything you set your mind to with hard work, dedication, and above all, kindness. Welcome to the podcast, Jasmine. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on our show, Jasmine. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited. (laughs) Get started right away. So we met essentially through social media, through this app thing called TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So can we chat real quick about, first and foremost, what brought you to social media? Um. I always had like a passion for creating content. I used to make like old YouTube channels back in the day when I was younger, very like cringy videos of me holding up like the lyrics of songs and like just transitioning around different places. Um, But yeah, I always loved like just the idea of filmmaking and like editing. I just love like the magic of bringing videos to life through like editing and like, yeah, just filming. I always enjoyed it. Um, And then I studied media when I was in university. I graduated last year actually. And yeah, like I always loved it. I love film and television too. And I kind of initially was thinking to take like more of like the journalism or like traditional film and television kind of um, route. But then, I don't know, eventually I realized that social media was what I love to do. And yeah, I've stuck with it ever since. So I'm jealous of you because you got on Musical.ly early and you've been able to, I mean, grow an audience, uh, a, a fan base that is unbelievable, so supportive and I mean, literally, guys, as, as we're watching Jasmine behind her is her fan art <laughs> of all these pictures of her and all the, this positivity. So I guess my question for you is, I consider you a pioneer of, of TikTok and Musical.ly. So what brought you onto the app? I believe it was 2015 when you started. And um, can you tell us a little bit about why you started and what's that, what that has been like since then? Yeah. So yeah, it was around 2015. You're right. Um, my sister showed me the app because like, back then I think it was more of like a younger demographic on Musical.ly so it was like 12 13 year olds I was a bit older I was probably like 15 16 but I was like oh this is cool like what's this about so I kind of just got on it started watching videos and then I tried creating some of my own I pretty much just did like lip sync (laughs) music videos um comedy a little bit like of just lip sync comedy nothing like now it was very different um but yeah I ended up finding these things called transition videos and they were huge back in the day like there was a whole transition community back then so 
I found like so many different inspirations and like I made heaps of connections and heaps of friends. And yeah, I guess then my content kind of evolved into like dance and then like kind of more original comedy skits as well. And yeah, that kind of brought me to where I am now. So just to follow up on that, like, was it an explosion immediately? Did your first couple of videos flop? Like, can you walk us through what, because obviously you're at 2.5 million right now. What was it like at first? There was no For You page back on Musical.ly. So it was very much just like your followers were the ones who were being fed your content. So the only way to kind of be seen outside of that was fe being featured. So being featured is like, there's actually, it's not an algorithm. There's someone actually going through the videos and deciding which videos get featured. So that didn't happen for me for like maybe two years, like from 2015 to like maybe 2017 is when I got my first feature. So I wasn't posting too consistently in the beginning. It was just really for fun. Like I would post maybe once every couple of weeks or whenever I felt like it. But then, yeah, eventually I started to grow my audience and yeah, then eventually TikTok was a thing. and <laughs> It started to slowly grow quicker and quicker as the For You page became a thing as well. Like, you know, you can be found so much quicker and so easily by people from all around the world, which is insane. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's absolutely insane. That's how we met was through the For You page, essentially. Mm -hmm. So let's chat a little bit about, since you've been, I was not a part of Musical.ly and I wasn't part of TikTok until this year, the greatest changes or evolutions in TikTok and has there been any like like TBT or throwbacks? Is like the transition community come back in 2020 or is there anything from the old that you're bringing now back to the new? I think the transition community is a little bit salty now because there's all these <laughs> new style transitions. So everyone's kind of like, what's this? Like, this is not transition videos because like back then was very, very different in its whole style and everything. So, I mean, there's still people who do, do like musically style transitions on the app now. Um, and they're awesome. Like a lot of them are my friends and they're still doing those videos and I commend them for that because it's, it's really hard to keep up. Like it takes hours to create one video sometimes. Like, Can you tell me what that is? Cause I have no idea what a musically transition is. Oh, I forget that people don't know what it is. So it pretty much is just like, it's changing like maybe location, background, changing clothing, like all different types of things, but it's not edited. It's all done like through the app. So you record like say two seconds of it and you go from like right to left you stop the video and then you have to move and go to the next spot. But like you watch it back and you might realize that it doesn't flow. So you have to delete the last segment and it takes so long to uh, like the whole gotcha. process. But I think the biggest difference between Musical.ly and TikTok is that like Musical.ly was almost to me like a subculture. Like it was very much like this underground thing. Like it was seen as cringy if you were older than like 12. So you didn't really want to tell people that you had it. But then I don't know, I guess it was like something that it was big for like, yeah, the younger demographic, like I said. But with TikTok, I think it's very much a part of popular culture. And so much popular culture comes from TikTok, like the music we listen to and, you know, memes. And TikTok is just massive now. And I still can't believe that TikTok is like on TV and on billboards now because mm -hmm. initially you would never have imagined musically to be mm -hmm. anywhere. How many times do you listen to the radio? I know in, in stage four, because you're in Melbourne, that you don't probably go out to cafes or whatnot, but like you're out or you hear something and it's like, that's a TikTok song. And it just... TikTok has become part of the culture that we live in. And it's it really I can't imagine what it was like with Musical.ly, but I've noticed that a lot recently with TikTok. Yeah, with Musical.ly, it was kind of like very, very rare. Like if you ever heard a Musical.ly song somewhere, you'd be like jumping up and down. It's like, oh my God, this is from Musical.ly. <laughs> but now it's just like half of the top charts are literally mm -hmm. from TikTok. So it's insane. It's pretty cool though. It's so funny you say that because... You know, I'll be at like a bar or 
a restaurant or something or at a friend's house and I'll hear Roxanne or, you know, out West and I'm, and I may be the only person on there. I'm sure you guys have had a very similar experience. I may be the only person at the party that's on TikTok and everyone's dancing to this. And I'm like, I'm like one of those, I'm like a hipster. Like I knew I was, I was listening to this before it was big because on TikTok, you know, we were jamming to that. It was on the For You page for weeks and now the whole world is listening to it. So I don't know if you guys have that sort of that feeling too. That's like, I knew about this before you because of TikTok. But I don't say it ever. I just like sit back and smirk and like, I'm yeah. like I know this song. <laughs> Exactly. But if it's like a party or something, you just start like doing, bust out the whole dance and you're yes. like, oh, okay. You got to teach us the, the thing. dances. Right. So I'm out of us, out of us three, Jasmine, I think is the only one that can dance. I'm not sure. I can't dance. I don't know if Jake can dance, but Jasmine I've done like literally three, dance. I've done like dance. three dancing videos over my 600 videos. So come on. Oh, so you, got, Give me so you have a resume built a little bit. I'm sorry, Jake. <laughs> my bad. You good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay. So I want to know about like when you realized that you were gaining traction, like, wow, this is more than just a hobby. This might be a, this, I might make a career out of this. When did you kind of have that feeling? Was it when you were on Musical.ly, TikTok, somewhere in between? I think it was kind of in between. So like on Musical.ly, like I was saying earlier, you can get featured, like it's not by an algorithm. So it happened a couple of times. I think I only got featured maybe three times on Musical.ly. So it wasn't very much, but when that would happen, like you would do a live stream and you'd be like, oh my God, guys, thank you for my first feature. Like it was a big deal. It was huge back then. So it's not just like now everyone kind of gets on the For You page and it's like, oh, that's cool. But like eventually it's just like a normal thing usually. But yeah, being featured was really big back then. And I think that was also when it started. But then I guess live streaming as well. Um, Musical.ly live streams, it was a separate app actually called Lively, but they were connected with Musical.ly. So your Musical.ly followers got notified when you were live on Lively. did you guys know about it or is it like- No, this is all like hieroglyphics to me, the way you're discussing it. I have oh, no idea. Well, it was huge. But yeah, like, so Lively was kind of where I started to grow more than just like a following, but it became more like a family. So I would get to know people and people got to know me and it was more than just me like putting out content, but I realized it was more about like the message behind it and we called it Team Jazz. And yeah, it just became a whole fam and it was really cool. So that's kind of how it happened. So you have Team Jazz, you, you, you built this community out. How did you tell your family, friends that, hey, uh, I, am, I have a whole family online and there's a lot of them. Like that must have been a <laughs> surreal conversation to have. Like what, what, how did you tell them and what were their thoughts? I guess for most people who I was close to, like it wasn't really a big reveal because they always knew about it from the beginning like I was always pretty open about the fact that I was posting content online and um yeah they kind of knew that I was growing a following so it kind of happened very gradually um but then there's always you know those people who you might not speak to as often or you might not have seen them in a few years and then like the topic comes up and it's like my god like how do I say it like do they know already like they ask (laughs) you what you've been doing today I've been doing content content for what (laughs) it's just a videographer (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and yeah I guess when it was musically, it was kind of like you didn't really want to say it or go much into it. But then eventually you just learn that like you have to love it. Like it's what yeah. you do. It's your passion. Like well, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And if you're, you're growing this whole family out of it and it becomes a career, like what is there to, you should be proud of it. So mm-hmm. you get used and, to it. And I love how you say family or community, not fans. It's, it's a, 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 you're growing like a, a, a culture. Um, and back when Musical.ly was around, you were saying that you can get featured 
uh, by like a creator, but now you're getting featured on billboards. Can you kind of like talk to me about like from that possibly getting featured? It took you two years and now you're on a billboard. Like, can you explain what, what, what how, like, how do you process that? That's amazing. Thank you. Honestly, you don't. Like, I think it's still sinking in for me. Like, knowing that there's like TV ads out there at the moment for TikTok and billboards. Like, I have driven past one billboard and it was like, well, that's me, but I think it hasn't sunk in. Like, if I thought about it, even like a few weeks ago that I was going to be on there, I don't think I would have even believed you. Like, wow. It's just, it's crazy. But I don't know. It's just something that, because it happened so gradually, I was talking to my mum about this the other day, like, because all of this TikTok stuff happened very slowly over like a long period of time, it's not as shocking, like, as things happen. Like, you're obviously so, like, humbled and excited by it, but, like, it's not the same as, like, an overnight success. You know what I mean? Like it's not. A- well, 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 let's be real with the people that are listening. We've chatted before on Instagram and you said you just fi- finished filming content. It's not always like as, as bright as it seems like there's a lot of back end work that you've been doing day in, day out. This isn't something that just happened. These videos aren't sharp for 60 seconds. They, it's been years, right? Or a while of you doing this. Yeah, definitely. I think people don't realize often that like social media takes a lot of work and it's easy to just look at it from the outside and see like, oh, these influencers are getting like free stuff and they just have all these people coming up to them and they do autographs and take photos and it's so much fun. And it is so much fun, don't get me wrong, but like there's so much work and it can be, I feel like in a lot of ways, I sometimes get more stressed than if I was doing like a nine to five job because there are no set hours and it will be 11 o'clock and I'm still thinking like 11 at night, oh my God, I need to do this and edit this for the next morning or like, you know, it doesn't really end and you just have to- It never ends. It never ends exactly. So you just got to really always be on top of it and be consistent and just make your own schedule really. And I think speaking of consistency and your ability to make people smile, like all your videos, whether they're dance, whether they're skits, they always make people smile. So that brings me to my next question in the sense that growing up before Musical.ly, before TikTok, were you always that person? Were you always just like the one, like, 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 were you always like that? I guess I've always been like, bubbly like that's just kind of my own personality coming through like I've always been like a smiley kind of person since I was young but in the sense of like comedy and like making people laugh that definitely wasn't something I was always into like I was always creative and I always liked dancing and I always you know liked filmmaking and things like that but comedy I don't know I've never really seen myself as funny so like it's a bit weird to me that people say like oh my god you're so funny in your videos I'm just like oh Right. Am I? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just kind of started comedy this year, like on TikTok, really. So it's been cool, but yeah, it's different. No, it's amazing. So that brings me to, so since you comedy, can you tell me when did you come up with the slogan, spreading smiles? Like, what was that? Was there like a, an epiphany? Was there a moment that happened? Or is that just gradually what your content's turned into? Um, I guess there wasn't really one exact moment, but like from live streaming on TikTok, I think that's kind of when I started to realize like, my main focus on every single live stream I did, I was like, I want to, you know, spread positivity and make people feel good about themselves. And I would always really think about the comment section. Like if people would say something about like this live stream, like made my day or made me feel better today. Like that would really stick with me more than people just commenting like, Oh, I love your hair. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. those kind of comments really mean something. And there was this one time that I vividly remember, like one of my friends came on and he was the same age as me. He came onto my live stream. A lot of my audience were like kids at the time. And he was my age and he came on and he was like, I've just been having like a terrible day. And I knew that like coming on this live stream would make me feel better. And that was like one moment. I almost started crying on my live stream because I was just so like 
shocked at the fact that I could have an impact on someone's day like that much. And that was kind of when I started to realize that spreading smiles was like, not just like a slogan, but it was more of my purpose. And it not just on social media, but in life, I was like, that's what I want to do. Like I want to be able to spread smiles and positivity and make people feel good. I love hyping people up. <laughs> and I don't know, people are like, you're a hype queen. I just love it. Like, I don't know, there's something about making other people feel good about themselves that just, it feels and you, good. And you have a family of over two and a half million and you made over 50 million people smile. So you're wow. doing a great job of it. It's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's something that you two in particular, Jasmine and Zach, you guys have done a really good job of, um, you have this community and you've created a slogan, a mission uh, that the whole community knows. If I took one of Zach's followers and said, what's Zach's slogan? They'd say it in a second. You matter most. Jasmine, same with you, spreading smiles. You guys have been able to, to create, uh, to, to basically tell your community, this is, what, this is what I believe in. If you believe in this as well, come on in, join the family. And you guys both have just been killing it with that. And I, I love that, which kind of brings me to my question, which is, uh, related to that, um, and it's, you know, your, your slogan is, is spreading smiles. Um, it's a lot of positivity. But I was watching one of your IGTVs, I think it was called Respect Your Vibe, in which you say that there isn't necessarily a right or wrong way to feel and that, um, you know, sometimes you can't smile. Sometimes you can't be spreading smiles because sometimes you're very sad and it's okay to, you know, be sad. It's nothing to... Um, be ashamed of. I'm, I'm just wondering if you could speak about the fact that sometimes there isn't a right or wrong way to feel. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that series that you're talking about, it was a, it's like a web and app program. It's called Smiling Mind. And everything I was speaking about in there is like researched and developed by psychologists. So um, I'm pretty much like hosting the series. But for me, like, I guess my personal take on that idea of like there being no right or wrong way to feel is that like our, our feelings are subjective and like there's no it's very easy, I think, just to feel bad about feeling down or unmotivated and then associating like feeling happy with being a good thing. Mm -hmm. But then like, it's so important as well to remember that like our emotions are a spectrum and we can't have the good without the bad or the bad without the good because we wouldn't appreciate them as much. So yeah, I think it's just important that we accept all of the emotions like rather than just pushing them away, like letting ourselves feel however we feel. And that's something I also worry about sometimes with like being about like spreading smiles. I don't want to put across the message of like toxic positivity of like you need to always be smiling always be happy because I worry about that too I'm like I don't want my audience to see me like that so that's why now I'm trying to incorporate as much as I can like the days that I'm feeling down like I'll try and speak about it like on my story and just let people know like hey I've been feeling really sick today I've just been feeling really unmotivated so mm -hmm. that people know like I'm just human as well because people do comment things like how are you always smiling or how are you always so happy I'm like I'm really not but that's what you see on my social media and it's easy to get fooled by people's social media but you need to remember that we're all human and we're all the same really for sure sometimes social media can be such a highlight reel and i love that you're showing the full spectrum i have a question for you have you ever seen the movie inside out yes okay that, that's an amazing movie uh, that movie to me was like the first time that i ever saw uh the first time i ever had the real thought that being sad is not only okay it's healthy at times. And if you constantly view sadness as 
bad and you must avoid it at all costs. That's actually unhealthy. And so honestly, it took a Disney movie for me to be, to have that thought and to bring that sort of uh, thought process into my mind. And, and I use that now constantly. I, I don't like when people say, don't be sad, don't be sad because sadness is an emotion. And uh, I, I love that you show the whole spectrum because, you know, like you said, toxic positivity is just that toxic. We are human beings and we have a full emotion, full spectrum of emotion. Exactly. Yeah. That's really important. And it's, it's crazy that a Disney movie could have that much of an impact, but like it can really anything can these days. Like it's important to take in anything that we see, like, because it's easy to just dismiss certain things, like whether it's a film or a show and be like, Oh, this means nothing. But like, Mm -hmm. there are always really strong messages behind some things that we just see as purely entertainment. So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think that brings me to my next question in terms of the spectrum of emotions and not suppressing whether it's sadness or happiness, because suppressing is obviously just going to lead to digging a deeper hole for yourself. And speaking of that, 2020 has been a tough year and Jake's in the U S me and you are in Australia. I'm doing okay in Sydney. Um, You're in Melbourne. Um, Can you kind of give me a little bit chat about how COVID and 2020 and mental health has been in Melbourne? And does that impact any of your positivity in terms of you creating more content for your, for your family? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, we are in a very strict lockdown at the moment in Melbourne. Um, But I think for the most part, I've been coping okay, thankfully, Um, just because most of what I do on social media is like from home. And I'm kind of used to like staying home and doing my work, which is very helpful because I know a lot of my friends are really struggling who are used to, you know, going out and wherever it is that they work in a store or something like that. Like it's not having that now and the stores all being completely shut down. Like it's completely changed their whole lifestyle, which is really, really hard. And it takes a toll on your mental health as well. Um, So I've been lucky, lucky in that sense. But of course, like there's days as well. when I'm just like, I just want to go out, see my friends, hang out. And it's hard, but yeah, I just try and take it day by day and do as much as I can, like with my social media stuff, just to keep me occupied. Yeah. On the same subject of mental health, um, have you or anyone close to you suffered from mental health? If you feel comfortable answering that question? And if so, how has it impacted you and your use of the platform that you uh, use to inspire others? Definitely. Yeah. I've definitely had like people around me struggle with mental health, but I've definitely struggled as well. Um, more so when I was like around 15, 16, it was like anxiety and I did like suffer from anxiety back then quite a bit. Um, but I was lucky to have like a good support system and my family around me as well and my friends. But I think that has definitely played a part in like what I do on social media now, because I remember back then I would always turn to social media for like entertainment and I remember I would always watch prank videos. Prank videos was the one thing that would completely like distract my mind when I was feeling horrible. And I'd just be like laying in bed. I'm like, I just can't deal right now. But I would watch a prank video and like, I would completely be distracted for a moment. And it just, it's those moments when you're not worried and you're not thinking and you're not just stressing your mind out for one, even if it's like a few minutes in that video, like it's just, it can completely change your mood. So Mm -hmm. I think that's inspired me to like, want to create content that can change someone's day and, make someone smile hopefully yeah absolutely so that's definitely interesting i'm trying to think of how i can transition to this next question it's this probably doesn't relate to it um but i assume that you don't get much but i'm assuming you may get some in regards to what i'm about to say next 
We all user get it. two. <laughs> what? Right, Zach, I said we all get it. We we all have gotten. Yeah, but I'm not sure. User two six five four. User two four six eight six seven two 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 two. When did that impact you? First of all, was there was there, was there those guys on Musically? And secondly, how do you respond to that now? Because I'm, I I know you get thousands of comments and me personally what I do when I get comments I'll scroll through all the comments and I'll see a bunch of positive ones but every time I see a, a negative one I stop and it just I don't know why I do that how do you how do you respond to that or how do you act on it um that's a tough one I mean like I definitely do experience some online trolls I've been lucky to not face too many um I don't I think it's mostly because I've built kind of like a family so most of the people I feel like who are commenting, Not maybe not most, but a lot of them that I see at the top of my comments are people who have known me for a while. So it's that like close connection. But of course, like, especially on live streams, there's gonna be the haters. What can you do? Like, it's just part of being on social media, I guess. Um, but like one quote that's kind of stuck with me, it's not exactly a quote because I don't remember it word for word, but it's something I saw like years ago on Janae Aiko, who's like one of my favorite artists. It's on her Instagram page that she put. I, I'm looking for it. Like, I've been looking for it for ages, but I just can't find it. But what it was about was like people's life path and talking about how it's influenced who they are today. And it kind of was something along the lines of like, if there's someone who's done something wrong by you, it's important to remember that like, if you had been them and like had their same upbringing and met the same people and had the same jobs and, you know, schooling or, and everything like that, you would be them. And I think it just makes you empathize with, people more because you think like you would be that exact same person if you had gone through what they had been through and it doesn't mean you can excuse people's bad behavior but it's kind of just like it reminds you that it's easy to become a hater and to become a troll like anyone could be that person and it could have been you so I don't know I try and just think like they're a person too like at the end of the day there's not much you can do about it just more to empathize with them rather than to feel terrible about yourself and and I think nobody really knows, essentially nobody knows you but you. And I think that security people have with the FYP page or having no profile picture, or having no name, as opposed to Instagram where there's a tracking or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatnot, gives those trolls more of a security. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't see many. That's why I started the question with saying that I don't think I see many trolls on your page because I think you've created such a well-oiled platform that just positivity is everywhere and you do an awesome job at it. Thank you. It's hard to hate on someone that's doing something positive and doing what they love, period. Right? Thank you. Well, yeah, it is true. It's like, what can well, I hate on? It's like, why are you so happy? Why are you spreading positivity? You suck. Like, what, you know, it's like the trolls don't have much. It's easier to troll somebody that's like out there doing something like, constantly talking about politics or doing something that's that's mm -hmm. unethical or or this that and it's really hard to to hate on someone that that does what they love and that does something that literally improves the lives of others so thank you i would love to hear uh you tell your fans and family one thing that they do not know about you that they've never heard about you i know you've been on this for years so <laughs> this might take a second that would surprise all of them well, I was talking to Zach about this earlier. I get really nervous about like speaking in front of people. It is one of my biggest fears. Like even if it's on like a Zoom call, I could be on a Zoom call with like a bunch of people, even if it's like from my agency or 
whatever it is, I, I won't say anything. Like I'll literally be muted the whole time. I just, there's something for me like that changes when I'm in front of the camera and all of a sudden like this other part of me comes out that's just so much more confident and I don't know, I just don't stress so much. But even like presentations, I remember like at university and I would be freaking out. Like it would be months before and I would see it on my, like what's it called, like the syllabus. And I would see that there's a presentation coming up in like three months. And I would have like a mental breakdown because I was just completely freaking out over it. So I think a lot of people don't realize that because I come across as like on my social media as well, like, you know, being always confident and just like out there, but I'm mm -hmm. definitely not always that way. That's for sure. Wow. Interesting. It's funny you say that because two hours ago when we were chatting and you brought that up, I remember I was in a mood where I was just like, I'm just so excited for this podcast. And then it was 8.30, my palms were sweaty and I was just like, holy smokes, like I, maybe not the same, but a similar reaction where it's just like, I don't know, it, it's different. It's like this live camera versus like creating on TikTok or creating on like where you can record it as opposed to a live event. Maybe that's what it is. Definitely. Um, but I definitely feel it in my palms. So you're not alone. <laughs> Me too. I think it's just like the vulnerability of it. Like you can't go back and edit it. Like it's happening now and you're talking mm -hmm. to people live and there's no like, Oh, let me just quickly take this part out because mm -hmm. you can't, it's in the moment. And that brings us back to our previous episode to our followers. We were talking to Dr. Julie Smith and she brought up a really good point where she said she was presenting for a project and a senior lecturer told her, um, What's the worst that can happen? Just go up there and have, have fun with it, right? Just have fun. And I think something so simple, whether it's the Disney movie you guys brought up earlier or her advice there, it really can just resonate with people. Um, so I'm trying to have fun with it right now as opposed to paying attention to these palms. So speaking of fun, let's talk about, do you ever see a day where TikTok's not fun or you see yourself deleting the app permanently? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, that I know that's blasphemy. I'm sorry. I had to say it though. <laughs> the thought of TikTok being gone actually scares me. Like, especially hearing about all these bands. Like, mm -hmm. for me, it's a huge part of my life. And it might sound cringy, but like, it's true. And it's the platform out of all the other social media platforms that I feel most connected to. Like, I open TikTok and I just feel, oh, this is going to sound really cringy. But like, you're just at home, like a second home. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but like, I don't know how you guys feel when you open TikTok, but that's how. It feels to me like when I'm opening, say, like Instagram or like Facebook or something, it's it's great. But like there's not that same vibe. Like TikTok is such a strong community and you just know what you're going back to every time. And yeah, it's just like, you know, if you've been away for a long time and you go back home to your family, it's kind of like that same feeling in a way. Instagram is like your extended family that you haven't seen in a while that you're just trying to make like good conversation with. Whereas TikTok, you just be you, yes. right? Exactly. Yeah, that's same. it. So. I, I feel the same way. And it's, I've never had an app before. TikTok's the first time I've ever felt this where I can truly just be myself. If you try to do that on, on Instagram, at least, if, at least I feel that if I try to do that on Instagram, it's a lot of hate. It's a lot of side looks. It's a lot of, why would you do that? For the first time in my lifetime, there's an app out there where Maybe it's because it's not in chronological order when you post. Maybe it's the For You page. Maybe it's the fact that a lot of my like, friends that are around my age of 27 don't happen to be on the app. I don't know what it is, but I feel that I can truly be myself on there. And, and I, I feel you, Jasmine. If it got deleted, I, couldn't, I would be sad and pissed because I don't think I could put that kind of stuff on Instagram. Yeah, my heart would break. You guys feel the same? 
definitely. I would be Years. shattered. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> All right, Jasmine, I want to ask you, well, it's actually not me asking you this. I am the messenger, but we have uh, a lot of people that have some questions for you from, um, that, from our Instagram. And we put a little story up saying we were interviewing you. People were stoked. This one in particular is from Carson Taylor. She says, what's your biggest piece of advice for teenage girls struggling with confidence? I think the number one thing is like, because I think social media plays a big part in the way that we see ourselves, definitely, especially in this generation. So I would say, be careful with who you're following and what you're allowing yourself to consume online. Um, I always tell people like, make sure you're following a diverse range of people, like whether it's, you know, different shapes, sizes, races, like everything. It's just so important to make sure that you're kind of like training your mind to understand that like all of these different people can all exist in the same world and be so like be all beautiful in their own way, but not, it doesn't like mean that one is better than the other. You know, everyone's different and everyone's on their own path. So I think it's important to like, just accept that and let your mind believe that because I think it's, so ingrained in us now with social media especially instagram i would say like to just be kind of stuck on the fact that this one look like you have to have this body shape and you have mm -hmm. to look like this and your hair has to look like this this is what beauty looks like and it's just stupid standards that we have literally made up like society has made that up and we've all kind of played a part in that so mm -hmm. i think it's also our responsibility to break that down and change that so yeah like who you're following and what you're putting out there online. I think that all plays a huge part. So that's probably the advice I'll give. Wow. That's good. I, and I think, go ahead, Zach. Oh, sorry. I, I think the content, um, what you see day in, day out plays such a strong role. And that brings me to my next point, which is a shout out to my mom who's told me to watch this movie on Netflix called social dilemma. Um, I'm not sure if either of you have seen that yet, but it's, a film that I strongly recommend you see. And essentially it's about how social media impacts our mental health. Do you think there's a way for social media to can be solely positive, as you said before, with like watching what you follow, or do you think it has this spectrum sort of thing and has it impacted your mental health? Because I've noticed the more I've grown, the more my mental health, because I felt a demand. Um, I know that's kind of like a two or three questions there, but what are your thoughts on that? I think as a content creator, it's very easy to get caught up in like the views and worrying about like, am I getting enough engagement? And like all these kind of things that you never worried about in the beginning. Like if you were just posting on a personal profile as like, you know, on your Instagram for your family and friends to see, like you don't worry so much about those things. And slowly, slowly, like as you start to grow your platform, those things start to like play a part. And it's kind of, it's scary in a way because, you don't really have control. Like you do have control over it, but I don't know, to an extent, because when it starts to become like your life and it's your career as well, like you just always start to think about those things. So I think in a way that definitely plays a part on all social media influence and content creators, mental health. Um, but I don't think mental health, um, sorry, social media is either like negative or positive. I think, like you said, it's a spectrum as well. Um, but it's important to have balance and, not over consume social media. Like sometimes you just have to put your phone away mm. and just let it be. Like if there's something that you saw that, you know, might've impacted you, just put it away and just take a step back and like go outside and take a walk. And I think that's something I'm definitely learning to do now more because, you know, when your whole career is online, you're constantly like scrolling or constantly looking for inspiration or everything you're doing 
involves a screen and it can be hard. Like even today I was, I don't know if you guys saw my story, but I just had like the biggest headache and I was just feeling so tired and unmotivated because I realized how much time I've been spending, like looking at social media. So I just had to take some time out and just go get lunch, like relax and sit outside get some fresh air. So did you, did you yeah. get a new bubble tea today? I didn't. I wish I did. <laughs> I got some of this. That was good. <laughs> I should have got bubble tea. Um, but yeah, like there is so much good in social media as well. And like, there's so many amazing people out there. So it's important to not always judge social media and see it mm -hmm. as something negative. I think mm -hmm. especially other generations, the older generations often see it as like, it's so terrible for your mental health, but it also helps so many people and changes their lives. Yeah. It gets a bad rep sometimes, bad rap so, yeah. for, um, especially like you said, amongst the older generations and what are these people doing on here? They're wasting their time. They're just making stupid videos. But when you see, you know, for, and for anyone that feels that way, I doubt anyone listening feels that way, but if they do feel that way, go to Jasmine's TikTok, press one of the videos and go to the comment section and spend, do two scrolls there. And if you still feel the same way after you do that, come talk to us because the positivity and the, and the community that she's built. There's will... one issue there though, Jake. What's up? They probably already follow her. Facts. <laughs> or they, or if they really truly feel that way, they have no idea what TikTok is. And they're like, Oh, I think I've seen a commercial because now I, I'm watching NBA. I don't know if you guys are seeing this and there's commercials for TikTok and it's sponsored by TikTok and it's Taco Bell sponsored by and TikTok is killing it. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> all right. So, Jasmine, we want to thank you so much for answering all these questions. We're going to wrap it up with a final question, which is what is next for you? Are you going to become a YouTube star? You already are. Do you want to do TV acting? You want to be in movies? What, where do you see yourself? I know the future is, is unpredictable, and you would have never imagined that you'd be here maybe even a year ago or, or five what what do you see that's next for you? So as for now, I'm definitely planning to like stay in the whole social media game for a while, but I want to keep that going as I'm also doing other things on the side. Like I'm also planning to do quite a bit of like hosting for like TV series and things like that. There were some plans that were coming up, but due to COVID, they've all been kind of pushed back. So I don't know when they'll be happening now. It's all very uncertain. Um, but yeah, they've been put on hold, but hopefully soon I'll be able to get back to like, you know, doing some hosting and presenting work, which I'm really excited for. Um, I'm also really interested in, you know, film, like I was saying earlier and television. So I would love to maybe direct films or even like a documentary series. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few things I'm interested in doing, but I think as time goes on, like I'll keep on finding my passions and what I'm interested in and hopefully it takes me somewhere good. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. I think it definitely will. Hey, we are think, huge fans and uh, yeah. we, we can't wait to see what's next for you. Um, Zach, I'll let you get the final thought in here. I just want to, for everyone listening, if you guys don't follow Jasmine, is it Jasmine TXO on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, anything else? Uh, yeah, it's all the same. All the same. Facebook. Facebook. MySpace. Yeah. Facebook. MySpace. Uh, <laughs> AI, AIM. Uh, MSN AI. Messenger. <laughs> I think that's you guys got to go follow her because she is killing it. But go ahead, Zach. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, just and to follow up with what Jake said in regards to the question, what's next for Jasmine? I think it's the creative mind, right? The, it, it's the creativity. That's the passion. So there will always be an outlet for Jasmine, whether it's social media, whether it's TV, whether it's the docu-series. 
And I'm just excited to call you a friend that I've met you and watch your journey unfold. And hopefully one day get in the backseat of that car and make a TikTok because that is my goal. <laughs> Definitely. I would love that. You guys can be like the new characters or something. <laughs> yes. We'd love to. Awesome. All right, Jasmine. Thank, thank you so, so much, much for coming today. Yes. Thank, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me.